This week's episode is brought to you by the Retail Innovation Conference and Expo. Again, the resume, in my opinion, is such an outdated mm. way to represent yourself. And there are also a lot of biases built into a resume. The font you use, the style of how you built your resume, the language that you use, yeah. all of it is, is quite biased. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of the Retail Remix podcast coming to you from NRF. It's part of a limited series we're doing from the show. I'm Alicia Esposito. You know me by now, and you very likely know my guest today, Ron Thurston, who is a lover of retail, a thought leader of retail, an author, so much more. Ron, thanks so much for taking the time again to be with us. <laughs> Thank you, Alicia. It's fun being on the actual expo floor. Yeah. There's just the energy. We're here on the last day of the conference. And there's still energy, and which is nice. And there's still so much energy. <laughs> and even though it's snowing outside, here we are. Mm -hmm. ready to do some work. Yeah, and I can't wait to dig into all the things that you're working on because you have had quite a journey the past few years. How long has it been It now? was the end of 2020 yeah. when Retail Pride came out. Yep. You yep. were one of the first podcasts I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the book was coming out. I love, I love the story and how you had such a, not just a rich background, but a rich love of retail. And that really shined through in your book and these stops you did talking to retail teams and sharing your story. And then you got on an Airstream and traveled around the U.S. and really got up close and personal with the retail community in a completely different way. So a few years, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of new faces, a lot of new conversations. Yeah. And I'm curious, looking back on all of that, what were some of the key reflections from those moments and from those experiences? Yeah, thank you. Part of the joy of retail is that it happens in every city, in every part of this country and, and the world. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to do is understand what it really felt like to be working in retail in any kind of industry. And so it's right. great to be here in New York City because you get the best of the best and high volume and big investments in retail. Yeah. Not every city in this country has that. And so you really can't understand someone's experience and lead with empathy if you don't go and sit and have a conversation. Yeah. My credibility around understanding retail is going and seeing it and saying, what do you love about it? What are your challenges? Tell me about your customer. Tell me about your career in every kind of version of our industry. And that could be in a Walmart as big as they are to a small family-owned retailer in the country. And so that journey kind of took me through to understand some of the bigger successes we're having as an industry, but maybe more importantly, what are some of the challenges we have that will move us forward and still create this incredible industry that millions of people work in and will continue to work in. Yeah. That. There were some very important learnings that I had along the way. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think there's something to be said about using your own experiences and your own career as a backdrop for a book or a playbook or whatever you want to call it, but to actually go out in the field, you're essentially a journalist now. So welcome right. to the club, right? <laughs> Thank you. Because you have to you have to almost put the ego aside, you know, check any biases you have and really have 
an open conversation around what's really happening, especially like at that Main Street level, too. Right, right. And they have to trust you and say, mm-hmm. well, who are you? Who's this guy from New York? You've worked for these big brands. <laughs> Tell me your story. And to, what I did many times was, you know, I'd love to come in in the morning. I'll bring you some copies of Retail Pride. We'll bring some donuts and we'll sit and we'll talk about retail and your careers. And what I find, which is the most motivating part to me, is that this continues to be an industry that people are incredibly proud to work in. Mm -hmm. People love their customer, the product that they sell, the brands they work for. There's such a deep pride, yet it is still an industry that is often judged Mm-hmm. as a career, particularly in the field. And I spent this week, I had the real pleasure for the first time during NRF to work with the NRF Foundation, which mm. is an organization that brings in over a thousand students from a hundred different schools, some on scholarships, they get to attend the first day of the show here, but they have their own conference and they they have speakers and they have mentorship days and they have the most incredible experience. They have scholarship award gala. And so I met over a thousand students this week who are still studying retail. And they could be working in supply chain or merchandising, design, every part of our industry. The best of the best juniors and mostly juniors and seniors who are so excited to join. Mm. And all I do is look at that and say, how can I serve you? How can I make sure you have the best experience possible as you embark on a career in an industry that I think is the most exciting one in the world. Yeah. Because if anything, they're going to be the ones to shake things up a little bit. They are. (laughs) They really are. And to be able to be on stage and speak to them was a real just high for me Mm -hmm. to say careers in any part of our industry are important and necessary and influence the economy. Your influence then on millions of other people is so powerful that these are the future leaders of our industry. I'm yeah. happy to do that. So how have these experiences and these conversations, like the, the intimate, personal, sometimes raw conversations you have to have about retail, it's ups, it's downs, everything yeah. in between. How has that inspired you to go on to your next venture, which is Aussie? Yeah, yeah. You know, I look at our industry and say, you know, here we are at the biggest trade show for retail in the world. And every new technology that you could have, every new solution in tech or AI or anything you could need. Mm -hmm. Yet the most important person in any retail organization is the one standing in front of a customer. And that human engagement is why we love retail. That human connection is why we do this. If you don't have that as a foundation for a business, the rest of this technology is irrelevant. And so I look at it and would say, the biggest call out from every retailer is about some of the challenges that they have experienced around talent and people. Mm -hmm. And that could be anything from how they've posted jobs, where they find individuals, high turnover rates in retail, how people kind of choose this as a career path. The challenges are really important and real to nearly every retailer I meet. And that is at every price point from Dollar General, which Mm. I've had some calls with, you know, in 20,000 store locations. It's a massive headcount. I was on stage yesterday here with the gentleman from Tractor Supply Company. They have 50,000 people in the field, the field organization. So these organizations are huge. And every 
founder, small business that needs to hire three people also has the same challenge. So this is an really a kind of all-encompassing part of our industry that needs to be addressed. So that's, yeah. that's really what I want to tackle, is how do we change the dynamic of finding work and continuing your career development mm -hmm. throughout your journey. Okay, so that's the why, a little bit of the how, but like, what is the Aussie experience? Yeah. Who does it serve ultimately? Yep. And how are you aiming or addressing these challenges that, I mean, they're vast and like they're deep as well. Like vast there's a lot happening. Yep. Yeah, I'll take you through the basics. So Aussie, and the website is useaussie.com, has two primary goals. Number one, support the candidate experience. So you will log in as a candidate. And when I say candidate, I mean every single person that works in retail and primarily in stores. So it could be in sales, ops, store management, multi-store okay. leadership, not C-suite, not executive search. This is Functional. for the field. Yeah. Functional. And that covers 20 probably different job titles. Mm -hmm. And so from there, you'll say, I'm going to log in as a candidate. I'm going to choose my profile and say, I work in this particular city, in these particular product categories like apparel, fashion, mm -hmm. home, and this has been my job history. And from there, it's going to ask you about 50 different questions to understand who you are at its core as it relates to Retail Pride. Mm. To Retail Pride, the pillars of retail success that you may have heard me speak about are empathy, curiosity, and focus. And so the questions are geared this direction for who you are as a candidate. Mm -hmm. And then AI kicks in and builds this digital profile for you. Wow. And then you can come in and then add maybe some video links of you talking about why you want to work for this company. It gives you a work history summary. It gives you the ability to then say, well, here's some questions that maybe a interviewer would ask you. So it's a live digital document that mm -hmm. every single person that works in retail will have. And this mm -hmm. is held on the Aussie platform in a fully confidential way. You go through okay. a very secure process to do this and it's not public. So okay. as different than LinkedIn, you know, where everyone can see you, you're very searchable, people understand your work history, they understand, they can also see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Aussie's intent is that this is 100% confidential only internally. So this is not searchable by retailers. So that's number one. You're gonna have oh, a okay. digital profile that will eliminate your resume. Okay. So that's step one. Step two is changing the way we think about how retailers find candidates. Mm -hmm. So today, and if you think about recruiters, yep. the business model is a percent of salary. You know, if I'm a $80,000 store manager, if I go and need to hire a recruiter to fill that role, for an open job, it's going to cost me somewhere around fifteen dollars to $20,000. Mm. That's a general fee, about 20% of someone's annual salary, right. up to twenty-two. And so for most retailers, that cost is not a priority. And so you would say, let's just post the job on Indeed, let's mm -hmm. post the job on LinkedIn, roll the dice and yep. see what happens. This yeah. is what they do. Yeah. And so what comes back is maybe not all qualified candidates, could have hundreds of resumes. Again, the resume, in my opinion, is such an outdated mm. way to represent yourself. And there are also a lot of biases built into a resume. The font you use, the style of 
how you built your resume, the language that you use, yeah. all of it is is quite biased. Yeah. And so by the time you actually make it through the search engine of Indeed and your resume has been sent to someone, someone actually looks at it, that could take weeks or months. Yeah. And the likelihood of you getting a response is very low. So by changing the process of, of retailers having access to flat rate, subscription-based recruiting, it will dramatically save money. It will improve the speed at which you hire. You'll get um, more qualified candidates. Um, so I'm actually working on both sides of the table here. Change the okay. candidate experience and change the retailer experience. And that's where Aussie meets in the middle mm -hmm. and changes the entire foundation of how we find and hire great talent in retail. Yeah. And to your point about biases too, I mean, even on the like actual filtering through the resumes, like, and ways candidates try to beat the system. Like I've heard even keyword jamming mm -hmm. and like ways to kind of game the process of making it seem like you're like the person for the job, quote unquote, right. just because you're using the right verbiage. Exactly right. And if you try to game the system in the job search, ultimately it will only kind of deteriorate mm -hmm. your experience because you're not actually maybe qualified for that role. Right. And so and there has to be a way for candidates to understand, and particularly in retail, what is my career journey? What job should I be qualified for? How much money should I be making? Like, mm. So there's this coach that we want to build behind the scenes that say, we have all of these incredible jobs. We have all the best candidates, but you can't see each other. That's very intentional. I don't want this to be a platform where you're going through all the jobs that are posted. Yeah. We know what the jobs are. We know who the candidates are. And we're going to match you match together. Making. We're going to match make you that. together. And what that creates is then fairness and compensation full transparency in the job post. Mm. So you will also see on many platforms, a lot of confidential jobs. You will see kind of mystery brands. Yeah, unnamed not, brands. Unnamed yeah. brands, but it's a great job, but we're not gonna tell you who it is. Yeah. You know, in some states, you have to be transparent about compensation. Some states you don't. Mm. Aussie, full transparency in all job posts, full transparency in the title, mm -hmm. full transparency in who you report to. So all of this is an important way to create fairness and equity in the job search process, at the same time, coaching the candidate to be their best as an interviewee. Not everyone is good at an interview. Yeah. And not everyone's good interviewing either. Right. So we're trying to actually build tools on both sides because a great interview is magic yeah. when it happens. But if one side isn't great at the conversation, then the matchmaking stops. Mm -hmm. This is where I think this, the unlock to changing the entire industry is actually solving it on both sides of the table yeah. and creating skills and development and tools that solve this massive problem in our industry. Yeah, so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing stuff. So you mentioned users being those, you know, on the individual side, those that may want to progress, pursue different or new career opportunities. What about those that are like relatively new to retail? So you mentioned students yep. and maybe they want to take that first step, but you know, it's overwhelming and they don't know how to manage it. Like, is there anything you're doing in that area? There is. So I have a partnership with a brand new app called Bloom. Mm -hmm. And Bloom is a coaching platform that you will be able to then have an AI-based 
coach in the app in your pocket every day. So you'll mm. build goals. You have a quarterly check-in with your coach on the app and build goals and start to set milestones for your career. And so Bloom is taking over and this is 100% free to candidates, by the way. Wow. Everything we're doing on Aussie is 100% free to candidates because I think it's important to also be fair to everyone. Mm -hmm. Coaching should be free and you should have access to these tools. And so you'll, have, you'll be able to then have coaching on demand, be in the system. As maybe entry-level roles come through, we will have you this digital profile fully built videos embedded, everything you need to go, versus a resume that has one internship and maybe what you did in high school. Those resumes don't get very far. So we're actually trying to create a profile that is much more richer as a student than a simple profile, a simple resume. Yeah. So it's much the idea here of getting people into the industry early, but also representing themselves well. Right. So it's at every level, we're gonna welcome everyone to join. Again, because it's free. That's great. Yeah, because you hear these stories sometimes of executives that have been with companies for 30 years, 40 years. They started as like a stock person or, you know, at the at the checkout lane and then worked their way up. But I feel like that's not like a super common thing as much because it's like those are the shining examples, but then turnover is so high, it's getting higher, right? right. So right. it's kind of like a dichotomy of it. It's interesting, Alicia, because I think for many years and depending on where you're from, choosing one company and staying with them for 40 years was the goal. Yeah. And I yeah. think that people were celebrated for that. And I have met organizations. One comes to mind, James Avery, which is a Texas-based, very large, over 100 stores in Texas alone, jewelry brand made in Texas, founded by, the, by James Avery himself and his family. It's a massive organization, and I had the founder and actually the granddaughter of James Avery on my podcast mm. to talk about the history and the family. And I spoke at their store manager conference also last year. Yeah. So I got to meet these hundred store managers, and they all got a copy of Retail Pride. And there's such tenure, and there was such love of this brand. And those stories are really important. But at the same time, choosing a career in retail means crafting what that future is to be the best candidate possible. And right. sometimes that means changing jobs in order to change your skill set. Mm. I think changing jobs just for money will only get you to a certain place because your skill set's not being developed. But changing for a company that can then offer you more learning and development, more access, maybe it's higher volume, maybe it's a bigger employee count, you're leading different teams, can be very valuable to your resume. But again, I think no one's really provided resources to help people make these decisions. These are conversations I have been having for years on the side with you know, the thousands of people that have worked for me in the last 30 years of, hey, Ron, should I take this job? Mm. What do you think about this company? What do you know about this company? Is it the right compensation package? And so I want to be able to do that at scale for the industry of actually provide resources of managing your career and you choosing the brand mm. and not the brand choosing you. Because you've done your homework, you've really thought about how this is an important career move. So I celebrate the long term because it's the right thing to do for you. Mm -hmm. But I also encourage everyone to be really curious and explore the industry so that you can make an educated decision about a career move. Yeah, and I think having the resources or the platform, so to speak, to be able to discover that and 
determine, okay, if I do want to take this path, like here are the things I need to learn, like here are the gaps. Right. Like that's super valuable. Like that's something that is not really easy to research and figure out on your own. It's really not. It's also, I think sometimes we have a tendency to think that we're qualified for roles that we're not mm. because, oh, I've worked in retail for five years, therefore I should have this job. Right. And it's sometimes it's peeling back. Well, what actually were your daily responsibilities? What are the competencies that you've learned throughout this five-year journey you've had so far? And where can those be applied and what are the roles? Because over what happens in current technology is you're applying for roles that you're not qualified for. You never hear anything back and you're frustrated. Yep. And no one tells you why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Or you have a screening call they ghost you after the screening call and you don't know why. Right. So there has to be this middle ground of this is why this happened and here's what we can do to solve this for you in the future. Mm-hmm. And you may not move at the pace that you expected or you may move faster. You may have been in a role too long and need to make a change and move your career forward. So it's kind of this career coach idea that we have to continue to build both through Bloom and through Aussie. Yeah. And I'm wondering, too, as we're going through this conversation, unpacking all of the layers to this and how you've thought through the experience on both sides. I mean, it's very strategic. It's very thoughtful. I'm wondering if there's an opportunity even for, like, the brand side, the retailer side, to almost use this as a retention tool in some capacity, right? Like, for their employees and say, hey, like, we can give you this resource to empower yourself, figure out where you want to go on that journey, help you close those skill gaps. And listen, if we're not the best place for you to achieve that, like that's okay too. I mean, I know that's hard for some companies to reconcile, but I feel like that's a powerful thing. It's very powerful. It also, when I think about that conversation, what that does is reinforce pride Mm. into a career in retail. For someone to say, I see all this incredible skill that you have, and I want you to invest it in this industry, but we don't have what you need. Right. So we're going to use our network to help you get to that brand to continue to expand. And what that says to someone that maybe hadn't made your decision that this is their career, mm-hmm. it instills this confidence that this is the right choice and that I'm proud to work in retail. Ultimately, everything I'm doing kind of comes back to Retail Pride yeah. at its foundation because the job search becomes more fluid, the experience becomes better, you're hired already on a high because you've gone through a different experience than just applying online. Mm-hmm. All of it is with the intent to change what it means to work in this industry. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I know we were talking yesterday about just like the discussions that have been taking place around the workforce and you know everyone's feeling budgetary pressures, You know, do more with less, but also prove the impact and the value of everything that you're doing. And you mentioned that usually one of the first things to feel the aftershocks of that pullback is learning and development, is, you know, the workforce empowerment side of things. So, you know, we're at NRF, it's all about the path forward the next year. So what do you expect? You know, what do you hope to see? And any closing thoughts or insights to share with our listeners about that? It's funny, Alicia, because what I would say to retailers, and I do, is before you spend money on the shiny new object here that you found at NRF, Mm -hmm. let's do a complete assessment of the workforce in the field. And what is their experience today? And where does maybe some of that money need to be invested back? So high turnover is often an output of 
a lack of learning and development and career conversations. It's、mm -hmm. the first thing that comes up when I speak to someone that just left a role. Well, why? Like, what was your motivation behind it? Yeah. It's nearly consistently always career path. I didn't、mm -hmm. understand where I was going. They didn't have that next role. I didn't know how to get there. They didn't help me. <laughs> They didn't help me. They didn't do anything. And so we do live in a time where this idea of how do I move my career forward generationally has become an even more important. So if that conversation is not happening, or those investments are not being made, your turnover is going to continue to be high. It's just a, a natural human behavior. You just kind of leave someone to their own devices. And expect them to build their own career、mm -hmm. is very difficult for people to do that. So this constant challenge of investment is, we're going to pick that up on the side with Aussie. If those career conversations are not continuing to happen in the field,、mm -hmm. turnover will continue to be high. And because the idea here of choosing retail, but also at the same time having great Mentorship and great career conversations is what will move the industry forward, and the idea of then being promoted, being the next store leaders, multi-store leaders, VP of stores, or anywhere you want to go,、yeah. it starts at entry-level roles and grows from there. So your question earlier about people doing it for 40 years, I ran stores for you know, 35 years,、mm -hmm. but I started as a sales associate,、right. but I didn't stay with one brand. I stayed with one brand for the first 10 at Gap, and the next 20 were with several different brands. But that was with great intention to learn the skills and the culture that those particular companies had to build my own skill set. So it was my career was very strategic in the timing and the brands I worked for, and a lot of luck, going to be honest. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it would have been great for someone to say. Ron, that seems like a really good opportunity. That brand's doing right things. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder, and we're going to talk about this.、Mm -hmm. So I want、exactly. all of those people on Aussie, so that I can then search and find you, and we can have those conversations about your career. Amazing. So with that, Ron, where can folks learn more about、yeah. Aussie? Get started. Great. So go to useaussie.com. You'll、mm -hmm. see both retailer information. If you'd like to become a retailer and subscribe, we have prices and the packages that are available for you to start having access to these candidates. And on the candidate side, you just click in and start to build your profile for free. So、awesome. both sides, candidates and retailers. Available to start to have these conversations. Right, and if folks do have more questions or want to pick your brain about anything else, where、yeah. can they find you? So on, on useaussie.com, <laughs> use everywhere. But on useaussie.com, there's a contact Ron, and you can schedule a call and make it happen. And LinkedIn, it's pretty hard to miss me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Ron. Well, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you again so much for taking the time on the last day of NRF when everyone's exhausted <laughs> and you've been through the, through the ringer. But it's so exciting to hear. Everything you have going on. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you for having me back. You were an early supporter,、mm -hmm. so now we're in the next chapter of this journey, and you're an early supporter again. So thank、awesome. you. Yeah, love to do it. Love to chat with you. And to all of you, you heard Ron. If you have any follow-up questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to him. We would love to hear your thoughts as well on this very critical topic. Drop us a line on LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints, on Twitter or X at R Touchpoints, whatever you want to call it. We would love to keep the conversation going and hear your thoughts and your experiences. Going through the ranks in retail, and of course, how your company is handling all of these issues、uh, that are happening within the workforce. But that's it for now from us, everyone. Thank you again so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.